0: it's our egos right where you're like I don't want to do that I shouldn't have to do that I shouldn't have to ride the bus and it's like Mm -hmm. no you have to do whatever it fucking takes to get to the other side or at least to get to point b like this is where you are and you need to get here just do whatever it takes because this is only temporary this uncomfortable spot that you're in Mm -hmm. and I would just constantly remind myself about that I'd be walking up the hill from the bus stop to my house and it was so long (laughs) and rainy and dark and it fucking sucked but i was like this is it though i can't rely on anyone else i can't get i can't get out of this shit like hoping that someone is going to get me out of it like this is me this is my life and if i want out then i need to do whatever it takes so
1: if you're not honest and you're not authentic with yourself
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: understanding like if you if you're gonna talk the talk then you need to be able to walk the walk and be able to not be ashamed of, of an opinion that you have just because you feel like somebody else might have a different opinion about yeah. that. Uh, guys, welcome to I Don't Know What Episode This Is. It's uh, getting a lot now, uh, but welcome to the Failure Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Austin, and uh, I am here with Allison Humphreys, which Allison has a pretty intriguing story, and she... You're an entrepreneur to some extent. You you created kind of some. Uh, actually, it's very relatable to this podcast. We'll say, but I'm excited yeah. to dive into that. So, yep. welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank welcome, you for having Allison. me. Yeah, Yay.
1: not a problem. Um, we have an interesting meeting on how we met. Yeah. Which I want to, I'll, I'll blast that out real quick. But you were at a what do we call it? A, it was a, it was a trading. Or it's a, a craft event.
0: Craft fair. It was a craft fair. Craft fair. Yep. Yeah. I was I was there with my mom. She had a booth there. She's like an entrepreneur too, and she's always loved crafting, like since I was a little kid. But she's gotten back into it recently, and that was her first craft show.
1: So did did your, your mother is uh what does she what does she craft? Let's give her a plug.
0: Yeah. She, yeah. So cottage kissed. Follow her on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. She does like vintage, like stuffed. Like, I don't I'm gonna totally butcher this. I'm so sorry, mom, but it's like dolls. Okay. But they're kind of like vintage kissed, cottage kissed. It's like that kind of um, distressed look on some things. There's like Annie dolls. Mm. Um, yeah. Like Raggedy Ann and Andy. I
1: definitely know a few people that would love those. So, yeah. I'll and reach gnomes. out to them. She's got a lot of gnomes. I'm a gnome fan. Yeah. I don't know They're why super popular. my my wife randomly last year at the end of Walmart actually my mother-in-law and my wife were shopping in Walmart and they had there was one of those like tall like hard gnome things yeah And that, that it was like a pretty big gnome right and I don't know why my mother-in-law just goes like Austin would probably like that he likes gnomes right I was like wait when I heard this story I'm like what made you guys yeah. think that I have a gnome obsession all of a sudden <laughs> they were like I, don't you like gnomes and I'm like when
0: this is I, your thing. When have I
1: ever <laughs> <laughs> said that I like gnomes? It's so random. But anyway, yeah, I, I was like, so now we have a big gnome in our house and I'm nice. just going to take your on, favorite. I'm going to take it on. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to own up to it and just say that I like gnomes, but yeah, uh, enough about the gnomes. Let's talk about you. Yeah, I want to know, you have a coaching. Is it a coaching in like a, a consulting more or less like on life?
0: Yeah. Well, specifically, it, I mean, it's really evolved this past year. So, okay. um, I started out as more focused on helping people manage their anxiety. Um, that's also a journey that I went through in my later years where I started to really struggle with anxiety and panic attacks. And it was just like fucking sucked. It was miserable. Um, so I really, and it took me a long time to kind of get that under control and to heal from the traumas that were triggering the anxiety and to really even understand that I was having anxiety. Like I thought something was physically wrong with me whenever I was having a panic attack. So, it was a really long journey to figure out like how to find safety within myself, how to regulate my nervous system and just let anxiety kind of move through you without like just spiraling out of control into an attack. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to like share with people what I've learned and what's helped me. Um, but another big piece of my journey, probably even bigger is my recovery story. So I've kind of transitioned a little bit just because that feels a little bit like I don't know, feels a little bit closer to home for me. It was just a really big transformation. And I think there's a lot of people out there um, that didn't get the same resources that I did. And so that's kind of what I'm focusing on now is helping people that are, you know, new in recovery or maybe they've been in recovery for a little bit but are still kind of like fumbling and like just needing to kind of fill in the gaps. Right. And so that's where I come in. And I wish I would have had somebody. <laughs> I saw the fly. <laughs> I wish I would have had somebody though. Um, We're going
1: to be fighting this whole fucking podcast again. You <laughs> son of a bitches. I'm going to kill you. I will. But yeah. you wish you had, you said you wish you had somebody like you. I would. Have-
0: yeah. I w- so I started working, I've worked with a lot of coaches and I see a therapist who I absolutely love. Um, but I wish I would have had that a little bit earlier on in my journey. Cause it was, there was a lot of fumbling and a lot of things that I was going through that was hard and it would have been nice to have somebody kind of pave the way Mm -hmm. or at least just kind of give me a little bit more direction. It was just something that I kind of had to grit and bear it and figure out myself. Right. Um, so if I can help somebody move through these life situations that happen when you are newly into recovery. Yeah. Um, and also part of my story through addiction was I faced some criminal charges and that fucking sucked. And it, you, you don't realize unless you've been through it, how those things affect your life, just like small things too, Mm -hmm. like the ability to get a job and to rent an Airbnb or to get a house, um, to volunteer for certain things. Like I've heard other moms out there that have been through the same thing. They're like, I can't volunteer for this thing with my kid Mm -hmm. because they do a background check. And so it's just like navigating through those situations too. Right. It, it was hard and just to have, extra support through that situation. I think a lot of people in recovery could really benefit from that. So I just, I was like, I think I need to lean into this. You know, it's been something that I've, yeah, I've been wanting to, you know, help in that space for a long time, but never really knew where my place was. Mm -hmm. And so this is, that's where we are now.
1: That's wild, dude. Yeah. That's uh, I think it's really cool when you can find something of your past that you really learned from and Mm -hmm. apply that And be able to monetize it in some way. Like I know that's probably not why you do it. Yeah. I know that you don't like, but I think that's where the true value in being an entrepreneur comes Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when you can like, like getting to do what you do, which, which is, has got to be one of the most fulfilling things. Mm -hmm. Like for real, seeing people come out of that and being there, I am sure that you probably have some very, very impactful conversations with people and you were just, and you probably like, what, what does, so I, I mean, there's a lot of questions I have for one and I, I I'm not sure where to even start cause my brain is going a thousand miles an hour right now. But number one, what was your drug of choice? If you don't mind me asking.
0: Yeah. It was heroin. Heroin. Mm-hmm.
1: That sounds like, like bad. It was, that word it wasn't sounds good. so bad.
0: <laughs> I know it does. When you say it, it just kind of like, you know, people hear it and they're like, Oh shit. Like that, that's yeah, real. And that's I'm like, yeah. I just
1: said, I said, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, it started terrifying. It started with pills. So it started like recreationally, but I don't even want to say that, you know, I know other people that used, you know, that tried Vicodin and whatever recreation, you know, recreationally and it never escalated into a full blown addiction because addiction is trauma Mm -hmm. is unhealed trauma that like manifests and grows into bigger things um, that kind of leads you on that path. So like I wasn't able to manage it and it got out of control because I wasn't just using it for fun. I was using it to mask how I was feeling and to escape being me
1: like depression or anxiety type thing. Yeah. Like all the
0: things and just, yeah, not loving myself, not really even having like self identity, like Mm -hmm. not just knowing who I was. So I was just kind of like getting lost into like numbing and that started to feel like my normal
1: That that sounds I I know that there's so many people in that 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 feel that way, though, or are in that spot right now. So, yeah, there is definitely like room, especially if you made it out of that to be able to impact and make a massive change, like no doubt, which I'm I'm sure you do.
0: Yeah. So I hope so.
1: How many people One like props, (laughs) dude, to make it like out of that? I have family members that have been dealing with this since I was a kid. Yeah. Like like drugs were not something in my family that I was not unfamiliar with mm-hmm. as a kid. I had uh my aunt um was like a meth addict. Mm. My mom uh was a meth addict when like I was I wouldn't call myself a meth baby. Yeah. But I was uh she I think I heard a story my dad told me at once where like when they found out she was pregnant and she was on meth at the time that he had to lock her in a room for like two weeks Mm. and not let her come out so that he, she could like detox or whatever. But I heard that story as a kid, uh, as a kid like that, this was like, yeah, these are my parents. Right. And it's kind of crazy that I don't actually have relationships with either of my parents at this point. Mm. Um, not, not for any, not because of that. Yeah, you know like that was just like a normal thing right you know hearing those stories right or knowing that as a kid you know uh or so like like it's super super relevant mm-hmm. in not relevant now what's the word i'm looking for like like i can i can uh, i can you, empathize or yeah. understand right uh w- what type of no i can't not what you were in but just the drug life, I guess. We'll yeah. Just call it. You're familiar from yeah. a different perspective, but the it's opposite, definitely probably. like,
0: yeah, but it's, I always think that that's such an interesting conversation and I'm actually kind of glad you brought this up because I was talking with my partner earlier this evening. Um, and we were like, I was like, it would be so interesting to have a conversation, um, with somebody that's had family members mm-hmm. that went through addiction and kind of just like what your experience was versus the actual, That from an addict's perspective, because that's obviously all I know was Mm -hmm. my experience.
1: Well, I will tell you, I have uh, a lot less empathy for uh, this specific person because of things that happened to my family. Yeah. That were caused by her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my mom alone, like my mom is not a drug addict. I mean, she's an alcoholic now. Mm. You know, like I that's that was a huge part where the huge reason why I decided to stop talking with her. Mm-hmm. Or to cut that relationship off now because of of her drinking, right? Um, and the person that that she became because of that. But family pre that, when I was a kid, uh, I remember having an immense amount of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Da, da, da. When you really despise somebody, mm-hmm. uh, resent, mm. I resented them, this person yeah. a lot because both my parent, my mom, uh, when I was a kid, took on the daughter excuse me, of of my aunt, it was, who was a meth addict. She, uh, we, my mom cared for her daughter uh, all, grew, all growing up. Mm-hmm. And I remember countless times where my grandfather, my uncle, my mother would pay for her to come here or there or get a room here or a house here. And it was always lies and deceit mm. and never just anything to get the next fix, which is right. an adult now. I completely understand that the yeah. mindset and my grandparents are Mormon. Yeah. And they I are grew the Mormon. They are too. Oh, what's up Mormons? What's going on guys? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. My half, my family's Mormon It was Mormon. <laughs> Not anymore.
0: Same. <laughs> yeah, Same. Like, no, Yeah.
1: I don't think anybody is that I'm aware of. At the, well, maybe one person, my grandparents still are, um, practice if that's what you call it. I don't know. But, uh, you know, they're very like, they allow people to take advantage of them. Mm. super easily. So I just remember as a kid watching my entire family just get walked on while this one person, everybody was trying to solve this one person and fix this one person. And as an adult now I have zero tolerance for it. Yeah. And I don't mean disrespect to you or what your, your craft or whatever by saying that I hope, I hope that's like not fucked up to say to be like, no, I've just been like when someone has like literally hurt your family so many times. Yeah. I have, I can't anymore. Right. Like I just, and I just won't. So like you, that's what I have told them for years is like, you guys, like they're like, it's my daughter. I can't. And I'm not a doubt. My kid is not addicted to drugs. So I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. But in, for me, I don't care if it's family Mm -hmm. or not, but if you're going to hurt people around you to the extent where like these people have been helping you for 20 plus years, at some point you have to like, yeah, move on.
0: You got to cut them off. I mean, you have to have boundaries. You got to keep yourself safe, your family safe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can totally relate, you know, I have a sibling that, you know, I don't really know what she's up to, to be honest. Um, we don't have a relationship anymore, which sucks. Cause I love her and she's my sister, but like at, at just over so many years of just the same bullshit, you're like, I just can't, I just can't have you in my life the way that I would like you to, or the way that you would like, because I just don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And I, you're a wild card and that's just not safe for my energy, for my mental health, for my family. And so I'm just going to have to love you from a distance, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: having those conversations is hard though.
0: It's not awesome.
1: (laughs) No, I feel like, I feel like though, I've come to realize that like, um, I mean, whether it's drugs or whether it's, uh, you know, these just not, it could just be anybody who is, bringing negativity upon your life and oh, bringing yeah. you down and not lifting you up. Right. That I have, I won't, I just won't let it in yeah. anymore. Same. It's like my mental health and my ability to take care of myself and my family. Yeah. Is the most important thing. And if any of that is disrupted or mm-hmm. brought down and I'm, that does like, I feel like people take that for granted when people say like, I don't want to ent- this to enter into my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it. They're like, Oh, you're heartless. You're, mm. you're like selfish for saying that, yeah. but I'm not willing to put out a certain, um, like I'm, I'm willing to put out a certain amount of energy into something, but when yeah. it's just like sucked out from you, right? you're like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. I got to do it.
0: Right. And it's like, life happens. Like people are going to have bad days and sometimes they might need a little bit more of your energy, but if it's a consistent thing where you're like, you're constantly draining my energy, like, yeah, okay, you had a bad day. And so I'm here and you can, you know, vent or whatever and take my energy this time, mm-hmm. but like consistently, and this is a habit, like, and you're not bringing, because relationships are give and take, right? So yeah. if you're not bringing, you know, more to my, the relationship, then it's like, no, I got to So
1: where do you, where do you draw that line then? Because that's something that's intriguing to me, like as somebody who is, wants to help people get better. Yeah. Like, like, is it just kind of the saying of like, if you aren't ready for help, then you won't get it type thing. Or like,
0: I mean, you get, how do you, yeah, you get what you, you get what you put into it, right? mm -hmm. Like you get out of it, whatever you put into it. And the people that I work with are ready to take action. Like they're ready to move forward. They're not Mm. in a place of uncertainty. It's like, I feel lost and I feel stuck and I just need somebody to guide me, but I'm ready to do whatever it takes because that was my mindset when I was like first out of recovery. Cause I went to inpatient treatment for eight months. What is
1: inpatient treatment?
0: Inpatient treatment. It's where you live somewhere. You live at a treatment center and
1: okay. So outpatient would be like, you're still out doing like, home yeah. Stuff. Okay. Got yeah. It. Like yeah. you
0: like live you know, at your house, but and then you just like go in for like a session. Understandable. Yeah. So I was in inpatient treatment for eight months And I had nothing when I got out. Like I had some clothes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was pretty much it. Like I had to start from scratch. I had to like get back out into society. I had to figure out how to like create a resume. I wrote the bus everywhere. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's our egos, right? Where you're like, I don't really want to, I don't want to do that. I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to ride the bus. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, you have to do whatever it fucking takes to get to the other side, or at least to get to point B. Like, this is where you are and you need to get here. Just do whatever it takes because this is only temporary, this uncomfortable spot that you're in. Mm -hmm. And I would just constantly remind myself about that. I'd be walking up the hill from the bus stop to my house and it was so long (laughs) and rainy and dark and it fucking sucked. But I was like, this is it though. I can't rely on anyone else. I can't get... I can't get out of this shit like hoping that someone is going to get me out of it. Like this is me. This is my life. And if I want out, then I need to do whatever it takes. So those are the people that I work with are in that mindset that it's like I just need I just need direction and I need guidance. I just feel like I keep running into a wall.
1: So what do you say to the people who aren't in that mindset and are crying for help?
0: Mm, oh, that's such a good question. I haven't really run into that. It's um,
1: so people are like I want the help, but you yeah. can sense that they're. Like they're making decisions that are not are not aligned are with their that. words, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, oh, that's a really good question. Cause you haven't
1: haven't dealt I haven't it.
0: had to deal with that yet, but I should probably prep.
1: <laughs> like it's not like it's 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 kind of like firing a customer, I would think. Yeah. Uh, you know, like letting somebody know that it's probably not the right. Uh, you know, if they that that they have to be ready to fully take on those steps. But I feel like also like making that judgment call is got like hard.
0: It is really hard for sure. And it's like, if you want to work together and you're ready to put in the work and to go through the program, um, and commit Mm -hmm. to, you know, our meetings and, and reaching out when you need to, and all of, you know, and working through the steps and all of that, then it's like, yeah, I'm here, you know? And it's like, I can only check in so much, you know, like you have to be I'm here for you, but I'm not going to put in more than you're putting in. You know mm-hmm. what I
1: mean? Yeah. So yeah. do you only deal with uh, specific types of addiction um, or does it matter like what type of addiction somebody has?
0: Well, I've only been focused on drug addiction because that's okay. what I'm familiar with. I know yeah. there are a lot of different types of, you know, food addicts, gambling, like all those things, mm-hmm. but that's not something that I'm really connected to. Yeah. Um, I understand like being addicted to something and you know, that it grew from unhealed childhood trauma. Um, but I'm not a therapist either. So that's also like a line that I have to like draw with people Mm -hmm. is like, I'm not actually a therapist. I'm a coach. Right. You know, what's the difference? So a therapist, you know, that's a medical professional. Mm -hmm. That's somebody that's licensed to help, um, you know, help you move through certain situations with specific approaches. And it's like, I know this through experience and I know this through education. Um, but I'm not a medical professional. I can't diagnose you with anything. Um, I can't recommend medical things for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's definitely a a sensitive line, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I could get it. Yeah.
1: We got really deep there for like real quick.
0: (laughs) It's a deep subject
1: well it's just so, it's like i didn't light. think i would have so much to say about <laughs> yeah. this but it brought it back so much bullshit i was like yeah fuck dude like i know exactly what you're talking about yeah it's it just kills me so but yeah anyway how <laughs> do you my uh how do how do you like find people like do you kind mm. of count on people to reach out to you type thing to help
0: Oh, Um, yeah, a little bit. It's mostly social media and word of mouth and, like, referrals at this point because I've been in the recovery world (laughs) for a bit. So I know, you know, a lot of people um, and just, like, through family and friends and other people that see what I do and they're like, hey, I have somebody that might, you know. So a lot of it is referral-based and then just social media, Mm kind of networking and marketing myself there. Yeah.
1: So if you don't have... Like, you obviously have to count on this f- income, I would think, right?
0: Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's not as, like, I still have a part-time job that I do. What else do you do? I serve, actually, at a restaurant. Where the Hyatt. The Hyatt? The Hyatt-centric. It's a hotel. Is it? Where is it at? Downtown Portland.
1: Oh, it's a hotel, though? Mm-hmm. Oh, I there's, I guess well, that there's is a, a restaurant hotel, right? in the hotel. Yeah, nice. and so
0: I serve there part-time. Nice. Yeah. You like serving? Um... You know, <laughs> I've been like in the restaurant or the food service industry, like on and off forever, like since I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have just recently like had this just awareness that I'm like, I'm just kind of done. I'm just sort of done with this industry. Yeah. It's just not serving. <laughs> That's funny. It's a little pun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not serving. It's me not anymore. serving <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I love a good pun. So, yeah. Yeah. I love obvious or, uh,
1: yeah. They usually slip out of me every once in a while. Yeah.
0: Those are my thing for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just not because it's so, it's so the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm just such a self growth self-development like girly that i just i'm like i need to grow if i feel stagnant i do not feel good
1: it's like a little bit of like uh you get the second you get that complacency feeling yeah things start to settle in and you just go like wow okay like, this what to change." because i i did the same thing it's yeah. like it's a little bit of adhd i think with a little bit of complacency which yeah. is a little <laughs> bit of like i don't know what i'm supposed to do but i need something
0: else yeah yeah I like to say that I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, too, because I like to dabble. I like I mean, if something piques my interest, I'm like, I'm going to try it out. Yeah. See what if you see if it sticks. If it doesn't, that's fine.
1: Well, your socials are dope. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Um, Like your engagement looks like it's 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 really good. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do, though. It's hard to be consistent, like consumes your life pretty easily.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. That's like the biggest thing with social media is especially being a coach and like kind of relying on you know, social media, you like, mm-hmm. hey, you, you know, you need to show up every day. You need to show up. And I'm like, dang, sometimes like it just, life is <laughs> exhausting. Like, I don't want to
1: show up today. Can I like take a freaking break? <laughs> like, isn't that what you're supposed to do when you're an entrepreneur? You're supposed yeah. to be able to take breaks when you want. Yeah.
0: Well, we're not quite there yet apparently, but no. yeah. So that's it's the only the thing is I'm like, dang, you know? And, and I also don't want to force it. Like if I have something to say and like, I'm like, I need to get this out. I'll create a post and I'm yeah. feeling, I'm feeling in that energy. I'll totally, you know, um, put something together, but I don't want to force it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to just post a post. Yeah. Like, I want it to have value and substance.
1: Agreed. I think in your industry, that's probably, it's, it's also like, I have, I have that often too, even now, like I almost like, sometimes I wonder if I should have like, like, I think that's why this, this page is kind of slowly transitioned to, into like a more motivational style thing, because mm like originally it was like i want to talk to entrepreneurs and ask about your business yeah and learn about like what you do and mm-hmm. i come to find out like everybody has some whack ass story dude <laughs> like just like i have a crazy fucking story i only say that cuz i have one you know but like yeah. everyone's got like something interesting to say it's just yeah. like kind of like getting it out of them like some people are dry mm-hmm. some people don't have that that ability to convey what what they've been through yeah Let's either bury it or just like Don't think it's interesting to other people. Yeah. But if you ask a question, the right one, Mm -hmm. and then they open this box, you go like,
0: what? What? Yeah.
1: You did what? You farted on your teacher in the second grade and she sued you? (laughs) What? I don't know where that came from. I was
0: like, was that an earlier episode 100% no. I literally
1: just like, I don't know. My gram has been stuck on these freaking fart things lately. I get caught in the fart (laughs) sand. You know what the dick sand is? No. So it's like, it's like quicksand, but it's like you start talking about dicks. And then as men, we can't stop talking about dicks. So we get caught in the quicksand, the dick sand.
0: I have never heard that term.
1: You're welcome. The fart <laughs> sand is what I was talking about, not even the dick sand. Anyway, I've <laughs> – <laughs> we don't <laughs> – whatever. But, like, the, the I've been scrolling, like, because I try and do that to stay engaged, but I end yeah. up watching the dumb videos, like – yeah. The really stupid things, like yeah, the, I, I saw this one yesterday where the it's like a girlfriend asking her boyfriend. She's they would go, hey, uh, like match my fart sound, and they're like about to fart, and then they'll go the person will go okay, and then they'll fart and it sounds exactly like the sound that they made, and you're like you're like guessing their fart sound.
0: What it is like that they're actually farting? Yeah,
1: it's oddly intriguing. I really want to try it with my wife.
0: What? <laughs> That is not
1: possible. <laughs> yeah, it's like thinking Match you're like. my fart. You're, sound? No, you're like guess my fart sound is what I meant. Guess my fart sound. So this oh. we're gonna this may or may not like, make it, but like don't hear it. Don't I don't. No, for real. <laughs> like <blocking my> <laughs> the Google's gonna like no. you're gonna open it up and it's gonna be this video. You're gonna be like, no, no, I'm trapped. Damn it. But for real, yeah, try it with your. <laughs> Have you guys broke the fart barrier yet?
0: Well, yeah, we've been together for almost eight years. Okay. So, yeah. How long did it take? Not long.
1: It's really hot in here. <laughs> we'll Started talking about farts, and it just gets really. Yeah. Not long.
0: No, I mean to me, farting isn't a big deal. I'm not one of those girls that's like, yeah. I don't fart. And you're like, we we're human.
1: We, Second
0: date. We all do. Yeah.
1: For me. Yeah. Not I didn't break it. She did. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's
0: always the girl first.
1: But This was an, uh, I don't know, I'm going to have to tell this story now. Devin, when we first met, we were, uh, I was going to this weird point in my life where like I just, I was, I was like ready to meet the love of my life, right? And I was just like, I was ready, I was there. Yeah. And I think I was like twenty three or, or three or something like that. Anyway, our second date, we go to a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's one of Devin's favorite foods. Freaking, what are we having today? Mexican. What are we having tomorrow? Mexican burritos. <laughs> and we eat burritos and I, I didn't know it, but she was lactose intolerant. Oh. <laughs> and she was trying to be nice, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why the first time we met, I got like a pepperoni pizza, like Domino's. Like I was super bad with dating, but <laughs> Yeah, got you Domino's took her out pizza, to Domino's? And no, no, I ordered it and like, you know, we were whatever. Classy. Yeah. And uh, she didn't eat any. I was like, "Oh, okay, like no big deal." She doesn't want any Dominoes. That's fine. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we eat nice <laughs> food, and we go out, and I was like, giving her a kiss goodbye, and we were kissing for like maybe like a few seconds. Um.
0: <laughs> did you hug? Did you hug the fart out of her? <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> she stopped me. We had had a few drinks in us. I think we had margaritas, and um, she stops me and pulls away, and just like rips ass like <laughs> hardcore like the loudest fucking fart that i've ever heard and i looked at her and i was like i <laughs> like, love you <laughs> i knew you're
0: gonna say yeah i think i just <laughs> fell in love look <laughs> yeah, like, i don't know i was just
1: like i was in my mind i was like what the fuck just happened like that did not just happen but she was like i am so sorry like i can, could not do this any Aww. longer <laughs> and, <laughs> I we both laughed. It was such a actually it sounds weird, but
0: No, it's very like, like... It was
1: such like like that moment like we're like <laughs> over a fucking fart, but like it was like that moment where I, I remember thinking like I am never gonna meet another woman like this in my life.
0: Yeah. I mean she was obviously super like, comfortable.
1: Totally doesn't give a fuck what yeah. anybody thinks. Yeah. And and in that I remember going home and I had like that weird moment where like I walked in, I had my roommates around the couch. They were like, so how'd it go, bro? And I was like, I went up against the wall and I sat like this and I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. <laughs> and I did.
0: Oh,
1: It's my love story. That is guys. such
0: a sweet love story. It all started <laughs> with a fart. So
1: not what I, expected. I'm glad I was able to tell that story and I'm glad I haven't yeah. told it in a really long time, but that one's one of my favorites. I so like it. getting away from the fart sand that we got stuck in <laughs> for so long. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to go right now. We're like so <laughs> off. I the know. There. How like, did we get here? How did we get here? Um, let's. I'm gonna switch directions dramatically. Yeah. And I want to know about the moment that I want to know, like when you were in when you. <laughs> Wait, I'm not laughing at that, but. <sighs> I had to get the. Yeah. You know, you like been smiling for a minute. And yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I want to <laughs> know about when you were during your addiction and you were coming out of your addiction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I can assume it's probably pretty lonely. Oh, yeah. And so I want to know what it was that clicked in your brain that mm. made you decide that, like, you know, I can fight this because I I can assume it's gotta be one of the hardest things in the world for people that yeah. are in the addiction to be like, hey, uh
0: I'm just gonna I'm stop just gonna today. stop today. Yeah. You
1: know, That's- I used to be a smoker. I quit a couple times. Quitting vaping was actually harder than it was quitting smoking for mm. me, but that was tough. I can't imagine yeah. what it's like trying to quit a drug like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fucking hard Um, because, yeah, I mean, you're just you're not just how do I even explain this? Your whole whole being is addicted at this point. Like it's your body, like you're physically addicted. It's your emotions and it's like just mentally like everything is just your whole life. So is like that's your focus. Mm -hmm. That's like all you're trying to do. Um, so it's really hard to just be like, I'm just going to be done today, especially after so many years of the same thing. Right. Um, like a part of me wanted to, and I remember like there, um, what are those clinics called? They're just like places that you can go detox centers. Mm -hmm. There's like detox centers. You can go for like seven days just to like literally detox and then you're out the door. Right. And like I had quote unquote attempted to go there a couple times to detox. But what do you mean
1: by this? Like, like you,
0: I didn't really try. I yeah. mean, like I told my family that I was like gonna go cause mm. they, you know, my family knew at this point that I was an addict and um, yeah, I like, and a part of me wanted to. And so I would like call the center and see like if there was availability, but I like wouldn't actually go. Mm-hmm. um, Because it's just, yeah, you just can't even fathom having to go through an actual detox, it's fucking terrible. And every time that I went through that, I was in jail. (laughs) That fucking sucked. Oh, Um, like
1: detoxing in jail when it's, like, extremely uncomfortable and you don't have access to anything, like Yeah,
0: they do give you a little bit of, like, medication when you're actually – because it's pretty – it's, like, scary. Um, Yeah. And, like, you could – physically something could happen. So they do try to like mellow you out for a little bit sure. through those like heavy times, but it's still like, it's the worst. That was like the worst. So what do you, experience. what do you mean
1: they mellow you? Like what are the, when you're detoxing, like, is mm-hmm. it, I've heard stories of what it's like. I mean, i have watched like Steve-O talk about it a couple of times, yeah. you know, but like, not like I've never asked somebody that quite like, what yeah. is that feeling that is happening? Like, and how do you like, how do you fight that? Mm. Like, it's got to be, like...
0: It's the worst. You feel like you're dying. Like, you feel like you're dying. Like, you are vomiting. Like, you just uncontrollably just vomiting. You can't keep anything down. You're just, like, hot and cold, cold sweats. Like, your whole body aches. Um, It just, yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. And so they give you things like nausea, medication, um, maybe something. I don't remember exactly what they were, but just kind of stuff to kind of just melt, keep you you know, even keeled and just like, um, make sure that you're not like vomiting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that fucking sucked. So I really want, I like, I did want to, but like, I just didn't have the internal strength to get to that point. So luckily I say, luckily for me, um, I got arrested and got in trouble and I was sentenced to treatment. So I actually had to go as a part of my sentencing. Nice. So yeah, that fucking saved my life. Like I, I'm so grateful for that process. You know, having a criminal record is hard. Um, you still have to deal with but it. But I have my life and that's better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And actually, I just got notice um, that I got one of them expunged, one of my records. Hell yeah. Yeah, so.
1: One of your records?
0: One of my, I have two. Can you
1: share what you did or is it is it you want to talk? Do you want to say it?
0: I don't know. Should I? I mean, it's you want it's public record, so I guess you could technically look it up. <laughs> <You're>...
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I wouldn't, but if yeah. you, I'm curious if you feel like sharing it.
0: Yeah, I had possession heroin, and I had identity theft.
1: Oh. yeah. So you, ha- how did you, how did that happen?
0: Um, po- the identity theft was, I was just, I ha- so this chick lived with us, her and her. So you're hanging out
1: with the wrong people.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, addicts hang out that, with other right. addicts. That's the only people I hung out with. Yeah. But she had this, like, little system of, like, turning in fake prescriptions um, to get pills. And she sure. was like, if you go and turn one of these prescriptions in for me and pick it up, I'll let you keep one of the bottles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, perfect. You know, like, yeah. just an addict's brain. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll do whatever. It doesn't even matter. hmm so she gives me this prescription and I, you know, turn it in and they sit there and wait. I'm at like a random fucking Walgreens or something. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, cops walk up to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, it's there for me for sure. And they were. Um, but because it was um one an actual doctor's name that was on the prescription, that was the identity theft. Ah, uh, uh, it fucking sucked. Dude. <laughs> I know. I know not awesome it was not um, not one of my best days for sure and then the possession heroin was after that about a year later and I had gotten pulled over and I was getting arrested because I had violated my probation wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing and I had heroin on me as they were arresting me Hmm. so boom you're you just it's just super stoked I just was not winning at life at that moment Um, so yeah, through all of that, I got sentenced to go to treatment and this treatment center just was everything that I needed. I actually kind of struggled through it a little bit. The program is six months and I was there for eight because I was a real breaker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay and like I, ow what were you doing
0: just like they just have certain rules to kind of just like keep you focused on your recovery like you're not supposed to talk to guys and i was out there trying to talk to guys you know it's just like <laughs> just stupid <laughs> stupid shit that i was just like why can't you just follow this dump this rule yeah. like even if it's because i was like it's so stupid like in real life you know girls and guys talk and whatever did it and it's like okay, yeah, but these things are set in place for a reason to keep you safe and to keep you focused on you so that you can build a foundation of tools to keep you in recovery, Like, you know? get it now. I totally get it now. It, to- it makes 100% sense, yeah. But you were
1: pissed then. You were oh, like, I was
0: just, like... you like,
1: listen, dude, I need some type of freaking interaction with anybody <laughs> other than you, nurses or yeah. whatever. because it what was I mean?
0: a women's facility, oh right? My gosh, so, yeah. I could not
1: imagine the feminine energy oh my raging around that place. It
0: was, yeah... There was a lot of raging. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, so I just like, couldn't get out of my own way in just like little ways like that. Like I was going through the program pretty well, but like those just things. And I was like, this is so stupid. And I remember I had gotten in trouble like for my fourth time and the, I forget what his role is, but he's like the kind of like I'll say the manager mm. um, of the center and he pulls me into his office and he's like, listen, the only reason you're not getting sent back to jail right now is because we can't get a hold of your probation officer. So you're lucky to still be here because we, they basically wanted to kick me out and then I just would have been back in jail. Wow. Yeah. And I just like, that was, it was that moment. I was like, I'm just so over this. I'm so over getting in my own way. I'm so over self-sabotaging. I'm so, I don't want to fucking go back to jail. That sucks. I don't want that life. Like I want so much more. And so it was then that I just sort of like let go. I let go of my ego. I've let go of my control. Mm -hmm. Like I was just trying to control the situation so hard. And it was like, just lay your shit out on the table because you're never going to get better unless you just lay everything out and then just work through it. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, I don't, but I do. I understand. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, you're probably a freaking beast now. Oh yeah. Like you're like, nothing can (laughs) fucking touch me now, dude. You probably feel invincible after making it through all of that.
0: Yeah, I do. (laughs) I mean, I do. And I don't like, I definitely have my days, especially when I started my entrepreneurial journey where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, who am I? And like, um, imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. Ugh. Imposter syndrome totally still gets me, but it I'm gets able me to, too sometimes. Yeah,
1: I have that feeling all the time. Yeah, like still, like I struggle so bad with that. I'm like,
0: what? yeah, like this who is am not I? Real.
1: Like, yeah, why? Like, why do you, why do you think that is? Why do we have imposter syndrome?
0: I don't know. It's really lame, though. Like what? I like, wish like, it would go. The away. definition
1: of it is realistically the feeling that you have is a feeling like you are not, like not not where you're supposed to be, but like you like don't believe where you're at, right? Yeah. Or like, you feel like you should be somewhere else.
0: Like for me, imposter syndrome feels like maybe I'm not worthy to be.
1: That's what I was like. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. yeah. Like, Oh, you're trying to be a coach. Like who are, who the fuck are you? You Mm -hmm. know, type of thing. So that's the little voice that I hear, but you know, it doesn't linger as long as it used to though. That's the difference is like when those moments happen, it's like much quicker to just kind of like
1: well, and like on top of that too, those feelings that you have of, we'll just call it imposter syndrome or the feeling of not being good enough for something or worthy of something. Yeah. um, That's probably a similar feeling that like the same feeling that you had then too, but you've just yes. learned to deal with the fact and work through those thoughts yes. versus letting them consume you.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely,
1: And I, I feel that way sometimes where like, I know I look at my past and I'm like, mm. I've had this feeling before and I know I made it through it and I know how to make it through it, but you just like those feelings they, they, they don't get any less severe, like they don't get any less like, yeah, you know, you just learn how to not cope, but you learn how to control.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know. it just they don't hold as much weight yeah. as they used to. Like I think I used to give so much power to have when those feelings would pop up. Mm-hmm. And now it's like now it just it's just a feeling. It's just a thought. But yeah. like usually your first thought is bullshit anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know. So what do you when did you decide that you were like, Okay, I wanna transform this into something, I wanna help people and yeah. uh you know, like how did you how did you go about making money from it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've, I think I've always known since I got into recovery that I wanted to give back in some way, but just, yeah, didn't know exactly how to, or what that looked like. And then just, you know, years went by as I was working in corporate and just kind of like, you know, didn't, wasn't really active in any way. Um, and then actually summer, of 2022 I got let go from my job and I just was like you know I've I've been saying this for such a long time I was like I know I'm meant for more I know I'm not meant to work behind a desk forever like I know I have so much more to give and to share um and so I just kind of like I was like this is it this is my opportunity and so that's kind of when everything started and I was and again, it started with the anxiety stuff. Cause I was like, Ooh, this is going to you know, touch a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people struggle with this, but I think where my expertise really lies, um, and where my heart really is, is more helping people move through something that was so heavy for me. And a lot of people don't make it through. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So how do you feel about what just what's going on in Portland right now? What do you mean? Just with the, the we'll just call it the mental health crisis that is ramping. I mean, our country for one, but mm-hmm. Portland especially, I feel like has a really, really tough time right now with homelessness, yeah. drugs. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about, like, what's your opinion on that? Like, what's that law that they passed or something like that that you could just, like, freaking free use, whatever?
0: Oh, the decriminalization yes. stuff? Uh, I feel. I've had a lot of feelings about it and that it's, it's hard for me because when I got in trouble, I, you know, I got in trouble and I had got my, um, I got sentenced to treatment and that changed my life. So now I'm like, you're kind of taking away that opportunity for people by decriminalizing it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's my first thought is like, there's yeah. I'm like, dang, you're really removing like, resources for people and access to things that could actually help
1: is there and and because is there a thought of you that says like it's beneficial in any way
0: no yeah I I don't I mean I know uh, it's weird for me to say that and actually like stand in my truth but it I don't I'm like heroin is dark meth is dark like those things are there's no casual heroin user. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that person to get to that place has been in a dark place for a long time and needs really intense help to why get out of you, it.
1: Why the, why the fuck would you think that they would do that then? Like why would like, why in anyone's eyes does that make sense in my personal opinion? Like I don't, I don't get it. I'm like how, yeah. okay. Even if they weren't getting help, like, like, do we want to promote, like, is the thought behind it to promote safe usage of drugs? Like, say, like doing it without feeling like, you know, like if they decriminalize it, then like, I'm trying to understand the, the reasoning behind that. Yeah. Like, are you, uh, are you would, aware of it?
0: No, I would love to understand more about it or yeah. somebody that understands that side of it. I haven't thought it. about
1: it in forever. So like, I've
0: yeah, thought- the minute I heard about it and There was a lot of positive feedback from Mm -hmm. people like, oh, this is so great. This is so progressive. And I didn't say anything because in my head, I was just like, to me, this doesn't feel right. Coming from an addict's perspective or a recovering addict's perspective, I'm not really sure, but it doesn't feel right to me.
1: Yeah. It's got to be tough. It's just got to be, it's got to be tough to like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's got to be a piece of these people that are just like, Okay. Well now what do I do? Like, I I mean, I know nobody thinks about getting caught and I'm sure that the thing in their mind right now is like, well, they don't give a shit. So who cares? Yeah. Like I'll just go about my day and do my, uh, you know, my shit and it'll be fine. Yeah. And I don't know. I haven't actually thought about that in a long time. Yeah. I know that it's really hard to just see like the, the way that it has really transformed from what I remember Portland being as a kid. Yeah. And, like, the just the world is a crazy, scary place right now. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine... It's it's probably almost comfortable. Yeah. Like, not having to deal with any of the bullshit that we all understand or we get to see. Like, if you're just in your own world, like...
0: hmm
1: Now that I think about it, they probably don't give it. Like, there's, like, none of the worry about anything.
0: Yeah. But it's just, like, it's just sad because, again, I just... I'm like, man, had I not had it like let's say that I became an addict now and it was decriminalized. Like where does where does it go from there? You know, like Yeah.
1: So what do you think as it like what does uh you probably don't I don't know. What does it look like then? Like what does the proper way for the we'll just call it because the government technically does need to be better at providing help mm-hmm. to those who are dealing with problems mm-hmm. um, and the decriminalization, decriminalization of that now has just enabled more people. I feel like, yeah. Um, what does that look like to you? Like what, would it just the older way about it or was there, would there be a modified version? Like what would you do? What mm. would you suggest that, um, you know, our government or just like our state, even whatever the state you live in, like does Mm -hmm. to better help people that are in those positions.
0: Mm. That's such a great question. I mean, for me, it sounds like, or it feels like more access to mental health resources because addiction, again, stems from mental health issues, Yeah, you know, likely likely it's, you know, the things that I went through, which was like, depression, lack of self-worth, um, lack of identity, you know, anxiety, all of those things. And had I been able to, you know, well, that was, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of going in a different direction there because now we're thinking about people that are already in that situation. Well,
1: I ju- I, agree, <clears throat> I agree though. Like I was going to like the mental health issue is the problem. Like yeah. that, that is the stem. I've, I feel like a lot of people, not, mm-hmm. maybe not everybody, but majority of people yeah. that are introduced into drugs. I feel like, or just get stuck in that hole, have yeah. a mental health, you know, issue where it's, whether it's anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, panics, panic mm-hmm. attacks. Like, like one of my closest friends has manic panic attacks, like or mm. has dealt with that ever since he was a kid. Yeah. Um, and, but excuse me, beer podcast. Great job. <laughs> um, you know, one of my closest friends deals with that. So it's like, what was I saying? How does uh I don't remember, it's gone. It's fucking gone. You ever that ever happen to you?
0: Yeah. All yeah. All the, the time you're like, I was dude. just talking and now I don't know what I am saying.
1: No, but I I think I think it was more or less like uh
0: The people that get stuck in that have mental from health. From mental yeah. health. Yeah. And yes.
1: And with that, I feel like though, is it's it's never like like or, or or there's or there's childhood trauma. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like even even I've actually genuinely surprised at how many entrepreneurs like or people who do their own thing who have that feeling of like i was meant for more or mm-hmm. I, I like i feel like i should be doing something more yeah have had that trauma mm-hmm. of some sort and it really? may be yeah, like legit we were talking about this the other day like she's like listening to this you ever, like i said everybody's got a story yeah you know? so many people who are in this position have been through So even some of the greatest people Mm -hmm. that I like people I watch uh, that I look up to, like my role models, um, one of my favorite, uh, entrepreneurs is Alex Ramosi. I
0: was going to say, I was like, you look like an Alex Ramosi guy. I
1: I love, I love his his stuff is phenomenal, dude. And everybody hates on that guy. But like, uh, he talks often about how he did everything in his life because of what his dad wanted him to do and to Mm. live up to his dad and like. The the trauma that ensued from that being like once he realized that he was only do he was never doing anything for himself, mm-hmm. he was doing everything for his dad. Yeah. Like to live up to this expectation. You know, trauma can Yeah. No, it doesn't mean you're just getting beat as a kid. Like no you can hundred percent be mentally fucked by somebody who is like way hard on yeah. you and doesn't give you any room to grow as a human or be human, or maybe wants the best of you mm-hmm. or best for you, and ends up realistically turning you into a fucking like sociopath who is like only you know only understands this 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 is why i'm here is to serve this guy right you know or my parents you know so there's Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways of that
0: yeah Um, but yeah but childhood trauma it definitely doesn't necessarily mean one thing mm -hmm. it's like it could be it could be physical abuse it could be mental emotional abuse it could you know there's just, yeah, it could have stemmed from so many different things and then it just manifests and grows yeah. as you get older and you kind of like, you know, it just sort of becomes like an, an inherent belief that you have, mm-hmm. you know, as you get older and then it just starts to pop up in different ways, yeah, you know, weird. in different relationships and in in your job. Yeah, it's gnarly. Why do
1: I look like an Alex Hermosi guy?
0: I don't know. I'm an Alex Hermosi. I'm a total fan. I actually Are you a
1: Layla fan or are you a Hermosi fan more? I like Layla just as much. Is like Layla if you listen his, to her, it's his wife.
0: I have not listened to her.
1: Oh, dude, she is fucking just as good as him. Really? Okay. Like,
0: I got his book and I listened to it on Audible and it was awesome.
1: Yeah. You have to listen to like, his books. They uh yeah, the the million dollar leads or hundred million dollar leads or, Yeah, yeah it was really good. They're all dude. It's just it's just real shit. And he's yeah. like has such a different way. I feel like a lot of these guys are like he has a gift, dude. You don't yeah like he can convey a message to you so clearly and concise and like how he says things mm-hmm. in the order they're laid out. Like yeah. a has, that's a skill. Like there's no way yeah. that like learning how to talk and convey a message that you want to convey is really fucking hard. As somebody who talks all the time on podcasts, like yeah. it's really fucking hard for me to sometimes think about what I'm going to say right. and spit it out in a manner that people can receive yeah because the way my brain works doesn't always work how everybody else perceives it i know sometimes i'll say something i'm like that was really dumb that doesn't make fucking sense
0: am i talking what is what's happening yeah no i totally like that's how how i feel like that's why i really liked his book i was like this makes so much sense to me Mm -hmm. like the way it's organized the flow of the information how everything builds on each other and Mm -hmm. it was that's was I think one of the first books I read when I started my entrepreneurial journey, it was recommended to me. And I was like, this book is awesome.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. So where are you at now as far as your, your journey? Like wh- how long have you been doing it for?
0: Since I think everything kind of finalized. I started October, 2022. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You Can you say what your favorite story is or like of
0: my favorite story, Like not
1: story, like your favorite person that you helped, mm. like, like what was the most rewarding one? So far, ooh, or are they all rewarding?
0: I mean, it's 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 all rewarding. Yeah, Ugh, that's good. I'm like, what can I say
1: without like without, revealing yeah, so much? But yeah. okay, but there has <laughs> been there has been a, meant some that are are more rewarding than others for sure.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's all rewarding though, because yeah, I don't know.
1: Do you feel like you make? I connections? I know, oh. I get it. Like, but like, do you feel like you making you uh like? Like do you ever get like attached to these people where you're like you're like, oh like I want to actually like talk to this person after
0: sometimes this and, like become friends. Yeah, or, like, like if you build yeah, if we build like a rapport and have like a really good back and forth mm-hmm. and I'm not against I mean, I'm just a coach. It's not like, you know, I'm not a I'm not a therapist, you know? Yeah. So it's like if that's something that somebody like want if they want to continue having a friendship or you know, communicating after their sessions. Mm-hmm. Like I'm totally open to that.
1: Right. Yeah. But you're, Cause then <laughs> I'm just like trying to figure out you're like, okay. So after this three months, I just want, you know, like can't talk to you anymore. Sorry. Or yeah. if like there's somewhere they're like, Hey, yeah. I really enjoyed like, like this was this, I feel like I've developed a friendship with you. And like, can yeah. we talk after this? Like, can we just be friends? And then you're like, well <laughs> fuck, is this person just trying to get free shit?
0: There's definitely a line, you know, and and I've heard that a lot with, um, you know, listening to other coaches and mentors and stuff. That it's like they say, you know, your clients are not your friends, mm-hmm. and so I think that's something that each coach has to kind of just figure out for themselves, like where that line is for them, or if they even want to cross that line at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with a coach, um, and we like she was my coach and we're still friends. Right. You know, and we kind of talked about that and she was like, well, I don't know. It was, I, I don't feel whatever about it. And I was like, I don't feel any way about it. I want to keep talking. <laughs> You're fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I think it just depends. I think it's it a per- I think person, it's kind of, kind of a of. personal preference. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's such a good point that like, you know, people take, you don't want people to take advantage. Well, and like, of how do you make that judgment? dude? Yeah. Cause I feel like, you for know, like friends that have asked me for help.
1: Jill could be like, <laughs> You know, Allison, like, we're just, like, I love you so much. Like, thank yeah. you so much for your help. Like, I don't want to lose contact with you. Like, can we go get, like, uh, a lunch on this day? <laughs> like, and go, like, hang out or something? You want to yeah. go shopping? Whatever girls do, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> go to the bowling alley. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or I mean, then you're, like,
1: and then you're, like, well, it, it, how do you judge that? I guess it, you just had to be a good judge of character.
0: Well, also, it can, it's happened... Where that's that's happened, but I don't feel the same. Yeah, like I'm hot. Ha- like we had a great, you know. Oh no. <laughs> I know, and it's so I feel so terrible because I'm like I, you know. Think, this is a
1: sales tactic. I think for you're you, a dude. great person, li- <laughs> but I don't,
0: I don't feel the same. <laughs>
1: I know, and you're like, she's like, shit. Sign I me up know. for another three months, then. <laughs> I'm <I> out.
0: <ow>. <laughs> No, that's. that's I mean,
1: it's a it's a good sales tactic for you. Yeah. You like, like drama and you're yeah, like, yeah, you
0: want to keep talking. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna have to let you down. I can't do that. And she's like, well, okay, fine. Here's another three months. I guess I'll take
0: it. <laughs> that's terrible.
1: It is terrible. That's it's horrible. But I couldn't. Yeah. I. I. That's I, a genuine. I feel like concern.
0: Yeah. It is. It's definitely. It. It. It comes up for sure.
1: So I've never been to therapy.
0: No. <gasps> Oh, you should go. I've
1: never seen a counselor. I've never been to therapy. I've had drastic moments of depression. Yeah. Anxiety. All of the above. Yeah. And I'm curious. Have you ever been to therapy, Carter? Counseling?
0: This? <laughs> 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 it's like, this is my therapy. This is my counseling yeah. session.
1: Uh, What does that look like as somebody who. Grew up in a very masculine time and <laughs> it just wasn't normal for dudes to go to therapy. It's becoming a very regular normal thing nowadays, which I yeah. think is great. It's awesome. Um you know, in and, and, and justifying the cost for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and even even like, yeah. like marriage counseling or mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Like that's so like hard to make those Decisions, but every person that I've talked to that goes through it like values it so much. It's yeah. just the greatest thing ever. It is. It's so amazing. What does a session look like? I don't want to necessarily know like what you say specifically, but what is yeah. it like the structure of a therapy session look like?
0: Yeah. Um, well I go in person. Sometimes I do virtual just depending on my schedule. I do like to be in person cause I just love human interaction mm-hmm. that way the best. Um, so I try to go into the office as much as I can and yeah, we just kind of dive into whatever it is that I'm thinking about or working through or needing support on in that moment. And we just do back and forth. Um,
1: does she ask you questions typically to like, like your first session say, yeah, like I feel like I'm going to go in there and be like, so (laughs) what do you want to (laughs) know? Yeah. Well, it's
0: not really like, I think there's kind of a stigma that people have with therapy where they think somebody's going to be like. And how does that make you feel? And it's just not that at all. When you find <laughs> yes. the right therapist, I guess I'll say that because I feel very lucky to have found my therapist Um, because it feels like it's very comfortable. It's very... I want to say casual, maybe that's not the best word, but it just doesn't feel, well, it's just, it's not so like stiff. I feel like there's just this like stiffness that people think that it's like, I come in and I say my problems and she just does the head nod and has her notepad. And it's just not that at all. It's, a, it's like this. Yeah. It's like a conversation. And it's just, she just happens to have a little bit more knowledge and education on tools and resources and things that I can do to navigate through whatever it is that I'm going through at that sure. time. She's awesome. Um, she also like uses her personal experience in our conversations too, so it just she brings just an extra like human aspect to it instead of just her therapist hat. Nice, you know what I'm saying? Going to therapy. Yeah, I am such a therapy advocate. I talk about it a lot on my social media platforms. I'm like, you if you ain't going, you missing out. This is basically my message.
1: So let's talk about one. <laughs> <laughs> Carter, you want to go to therapy with me? Yeah, let's do it, dude. Let's do it. Couples. Couples therapy. (laughs) I feel so weird saying that, but like genuinely I have, even like the people that seem the strongest, I feel like have low points or you have moments where you don't understand how to handle certain things that are going on in your brain. Yeah, because you're human. And, you know, a lot of people want to pretend like it's not normal to Mm -hmm. have like pain or you know, question things or yeah. just not understand how to process yeah, or work through certain things in your life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, dude, I would, the, the therapist is going to fucking fire me after they hear my <laughs> shit. I tell you what, I tell you what.
0: It is such a game changer. I mean, when so when I first started seeing my therapist, we also did EMDR. Are you familiar with EMDR? No. What is that? I always butcher this acronym. So I'm just going to say look it up. But it's a, it's a, um, it's an approach to therapy that basically helps you access, um, your subconscious memory. Because like, if I'm working on, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm having anxiety and I don't know what's going on. Then she'll kind of, we go through this exercise where she'll have me like pinpoint a thought and then gives you these, um, things to hold on to that vibrate at a certain cadence. And it just sort of like, Opens your subconscious brain and then you're able to kind of like access these different things that were like, like the childhood trauma and things that are triggering anxiety. And then you're, you can like go directly to the root of the issue and heal from there. It's weird. It like propelled my healing. It's awesome.
1: I want to try it.
0: It's really, it's really fucking cool.
1: I would love to try it. Yeah. Because. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I I'm I'm such a little bitch. I like to cry like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I feel so much better after. <laughs> Why I does cry. crying
0: make you a bitch? Crying is good.
1: Uh, I don't know. I've talked about this before too, but I'm like a like a fat baby. My wife makes fun of me all the time for it. Like she's like says I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed to fucking... <laughs> yeah. I think that's another thing uh, that a problem that I have is. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually look at me and be like, bro, like. You were like not at all what I thought you were going to be or something like sometimes things come out of my mouth and I'm like, yeah, my wife thinks I'm a sensitive little bitch. They're like, well, she doesn't actually say a little bitch, but she just say I'm <laughs> sensitive sometimes. Yeah. I just use, I don't know why that's like a correlation in my brain. Yeah. That crying goes with that. But no, dude, I think it's totally natural. And I, I actually feel if I don't, for like months. Yeah. Like after I do, I'm like, oh man.
0: Oh, it's such a release. Like that was a lot. You're like I Shit. really needed to do that.
1: Like I, I know I, I, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have met men who literally are just like, I don't cry. And I'm like, okay. Why?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you
1: know, it's like natural, right? Like yeah. that feeling that you have when your eyes welt up mm-hmm. that of holding it back, you just let it out. And they're like, I just don't get it. I just don't cry. And I feel like there's that's some of that like like some of my closest friends are (laughs) like that. Mm -hmm. Not not all of them. I have some that are polar opposites. Yeah. But I feel like it's so like it's got to be like maybe that's a personal thing, too. Like maybe people just aren't comfortable enough to do that. But Mm. I feel like if more men explored, I'm not saying cry men just saying like being open to your emotions i'm saying
0: cry but yeah also yeah just like being open
1: i feel like it's just like so like people are so afraid to be judged yeah people are so afraid of like oh if i if i cry then somebody's gonna not think i'm a man or i can't beat somebody up when it comes time to you know take yeah. care of my family yeah you know andrew tate <laughs> <God>. <laughs> well
0: yeah and i think that's just like how we grew up I feel you know we just kind of grew up in a world where like that was the association mm-hmm. like even when you're a young kid right they're like don't cry don't be a little girl and cry yeah you know like like it's a bad thing like we were just taught at a very young age that crying meant bad crying meant weak mm-hmm. and it just that's not true at all it's
1: I feel like you could still you could still be you could still cry and be a man dude just yeah. do it right now let it <laughs>
0: <laughs> shed one tear
1: I Dude, I heard these fucking, like, those those things uh, on Instagram where the, the dudes are, like, talking to you. Like, I'm sure you have, like, some of those, but, like, they're actually talking to you, and they're like, Hey, man, just want to let you know. It's going to be all right. Yeah. You know, you're doing enough. You are enough.
0: I love those. those I do, reels. too. They're but every best. time I watch
1: one, I catch myself listening to it, and I'm like, okay, guy I've never seen in my life. Right, you know my life problems, man. Yeah, you know, like, I love it so you much. Get me, we bro. We need those
0: reminders though, because we just go on autopilot through our lives. And so when it like when I come across things like that, it's like wow, you actually. It's nice to have, even if it's a stranger, just a reminder that you're like, yeah, I am doing all right.
1: It's amazing, actually. I'm not dogging it at all. I think it's just funny that, you know, like as this random person on the internet yeah, talking to millions of people, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Somehow can look that camera in the eye and hit you yeah, right in the freaking strings, you know? And yep. then you're just like, yeah.
0: Because you probably needed shit. it. Yeah, I'll yeah.
1: take it. <laughs> I do need it. I do. I like it actually. Not I like just to give you, it like though too. everybody. No, no. But I mean like in general, like I feel like, it's so important for attaboys or it's real like yeah. to to get those moments of like good job. It's going to yeah. be okay. You're enough, you know, mm-hmm. because we don't hear that enough. We don't no. tell ourselves that enough. Most people right. don't tell themselves, you know, that what they're doing is enough. Yeah. You know, we're all very like, maybe not all of us. I keep generalizing everything, but a lot of people are very like, don't, they're, they're not self improvement driven or yeah. like just, Self-talk driven, yeah. and that's so important.
0: Yeah,
1: I've also heard the opposite of that, though, where like the self-talk thing. Whereas, like, if you give yourself too much self-talk, then you end up being, like, you end up being like, n- or uh, what's the what's what does he say? Andy Vercella says this. Um, but if you're too if you're too soft with yourself, and you don't ever give yourself any constructive criticism, you never grow.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So,
1: like, you have to have some tough talk well you need to have some
0: self-awareness yeah yeah you need to be able to check yourself and be like is what i'm thinking or saying or engaging in serving my highest self right you know or not (laughs) like having that self-awareness has definitely been a big part of my just my journey through recovery my journey through anxiety my journey through entrepreneurship like everything is like just having a level of self-awareness to be able to like yeah, have that check in and like, am I in the right spot?
1: What would Allison ten years ago say to Allison right now?
0: Oh my god! If she could see you, Uh ten years ago, me, she would one hundred percent say, "I'm so proud of you." Like, I can't, I can't fucking believe it, but I can, like. <laughs> Cause at that time I knew that I was like, I'm not looking back. Like I'm, I'm recovering and I'm moving forward and I am not fucking looking back. And I didn't. And that's just kind of the like mindset that I've kept for the most part, you know, outside of like life happening and evolving and going, you know, everyone has their kind of like ups and downs. Right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been my mindset, but yeah, I think she would just be so fucking proud of me and Yeah.
1: Do you have any doubts nowadays? Doubts? About yourself?
0: I mean, yeah, I have. Most of it comes with the um, entrepreneur stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Like, can you do it?
1: What has been your doubt the most? Like, what? Just can you do it?
0: Yeah. Like, can you have a successful business or businesses? Because that's, I'm not just going to have one. Like, that's my, Mm -hmm. like, I'm multifaceted. I'm interested in a lot of things and I want to do everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, just, like, that kind of, like, can you do it? Can you really make you it You can, real? dude. Yeah.
1: You did some tough shit. Thank you. It's, it's going to be a cakewalk for you. Actually, it won't. It's going to be fucking hard, but you can take it. <laughs> yeah. You can, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, you. you also, like, you kind of want to start your own thing.
0: Yeah. I feel so much, like... I feel so much stronger and more eloquent and just more confident when I'm engaging in conversation with someone um, versus creating content where it's just me in front of the camera, you know, trying to teach and share a message where I'm like, and then I just kind of like fall over my words and it doesn't feel, it feels a little stiff and I rewatch it and I'm like, what am I doing? What is happening? Mm -hmm. And so then I just, I'm like, I really, I want to just be able to have conversations with people. I do this all the time at work. I do it. And when I'm standing in line, like I can just easily talk to people. I love connecting with people. Um, and so I was like, why don't I just explore doing a podcast that just feels like it would connect so much more with me. And I've been, you know, watching the Instagram for the podcast and it's, just like so aligns with what I want to do. And I remembered when we first met, I was mm-hmm. like, we, you know, we chopped it up. I feel like I could reach out and then, yeah. you know, and you were so willing to help. And I just thought that was really fucking cool. So thank oh, you. Hell yeah. You were no, like, no. you were like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And yeah. I don't so. think, I, I
1: think I accidentally, uh, I did, I do this a lot. Uh, I get a lot of, I, t- I have a lot of messages a day between employees and yeah. my wife and, yeah thing putting out fires and then trying to respond to messages and i I didn't respond to you for like three days and i messaged (laughs) you back i was like hey i swear i didn't mean to blow you off but like yes like we can for sure you know do this but yeah um yeah podcasting is dope dude and i strongly recommend it to anybody who just like has a vision and wants to share their their vision or their dream um you know with because because the way the world works now is like it's you you have to have some type of brand
0: yeah with yourself right um
1: and that's this provides such a good outlet to do it
0: I'm excited I I, this feels very natural to me um and I just I I love engaging it just feels so much better to have a conversation with somebody versus trying to like teach and be the authority you know that's why I hear that a lot you know you're when you're a coach you need to be in your authority and I don't know maybe maybe I have a weird like (laughs) way that i'm thinking about authority but it just makes me feel like i need to be like <laughs> super polished and i'm not polished a super polished per- well i'm like i am but i am also not you know what i mean i'm human and yeah i, have I, li- a goofy I like it
1: i, I know what you're talking side, about it yeah. comes out of you every, like you have a, a good mixture of you know the professionalism that you need to have when when it needs to come out but also like the it fucking sucked attitude, you know, like <laughs> yeah. afterwards like the real like rawness is, yeah. comes out which is is really important. I try to have that blend too because I want people to take me seriously right when I want to be serious and when I want to joke around right. and talk about farts like you're gonna know that I'm <laughs> just fucking around you know but, what but was being it? real the fart sand it's the fart sand yeah getting caught the fart sand
0: yeah, but that's been that's definitely like been a little bit of a struggle is trying to just find my voice, mm. um, when branding and when creating content and, you know, teaching people, um, on online, it's definitely like, I'm like, do I, am I showing my, cause sometimes I just feel so stiff and I feel so, it just doesn't feel organic or authentic. I'll say yeah. it doesn't feel authentic. Cause I'm just, when you see me personally, I'm much lighter and looser and it's like easy to converse and, um, yeah. So I've like I've been trying to find that that perfect balance. It probably won't ever be perfect. <laughs> I don't
1: know what you're talking about. I do, hundred percent. It's yeah. it's a tough balance for sure. But I yeah. think like you're the most important thing is that you're you're yourself and you're not ashamed yeah. of any part of yourself. So whatever that is and whatever that looks like mm. is the most important thing. Yeah. You know Absolutely. being your authentic self. Even if yeah. that means like you said finding your voice, and I think to me what that looks like is being yourself without any fear of what other people are going to think of you.
0: Yeah. Unapologetically yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And that can be hard on it social is. media.
1: It's really hard. Yeah.
0: For sure. Definitely. For it's sure. like, even as a grown ass woman, I'm like, I'm still working through that, but
1: yeah, you catch yourself a little bit. Sometimes you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I can like feel like a certain part of myself coming out that isn't me
0: mm-hmm.
1: or like you like, I don't know. You Like even sometimes I'll say something and, and I'm like, why did I say it like that? Like that was not yeah. real. Or like I hold back like, because
0: yeah. I don't want to cause waves. Yeah. Which means that I'm not really standing, you know, in my power. What do you mean you hold back? What do you hold back? I don't, um, like just things, you know, <sighs> Like, what, what did we talk about earlier? Um, and I was like, I had never, I've never said this out loud. Oh, the de- decriminalization Oh. Um, laws that were passed. Yeah. And I never really spoke about that publicly because I was like, uh, you know, so many people are like, you know, really in support of this. And I just like didn't want to, you know, I don't maybe, know what didn't want to cause waves, But, but I, I obviously am not super well, understand. Your- I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, what's your... That's yeah. important. Yeah. Identifying the understanding. Yeah. Because, like, my wave, I'm a pretty... I fall under, like, when you think politics-wise, I'm a pretty conservative person. hmm Like, that's just where my views end up landing. Like, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a f- Republican or a conservative, but, like, I'm pro a lot of things that progressives and liberals are not. Yeah. In, in the retrospective things. But I'm also, like, such a... I hate the terms for it because... I'm so understanding, and I have opposing views on both sides. Yeah. So it's frustrating to be categorized on things, but yeah, like that, 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 what do you call it? the the fucking law or whatever that was passed mm-hmm. was not even like everybody I know that I talk to would be like that's fucking retarded. Mm. Like, why would you do any of that? I didn't meet. I've never met one person who's looked me in the eyes and been like, "This was a good idea for this reason." Really? I swear. Not one person.
0: See, that was my opposite experience.
1: So that's what Most I mean. Most people if you, in my circle were they like. Would, they would disagree. Yeah. So in your eyes, it's tough for you to come out and say that. Yeah. It's tough for me to like, even assuming, and as I'm having this conversation yeah. with you, being like, yeah, this is where I fall on the retrospective things. Right. But I don't give a fuck what people think. Like, I don't have any opinions. Yeah. of I'm not judgmental. Yeah. And I think that's so frustrating nowadays. Like, even if you have a differing political view of somebody, like. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah, like why?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, it's like we. It's okay for us to disagree. Like, how about we have a respectful conversation and and try to and and learn from each other and <sighs> get a different perspective and widen our and expand our understanding of is, anything is. that's going on. This-
1: if you're not honest and you're not authentic with yourself mm-hmm. and understanding, like if you if you're gonna talk the talk, then you need to be able to walk the walk and be able to not be ashamed of of an opinion that you have just because you feel like somebody else might have a differing opinion of yeah. that. And I think that's super important mm-hmm. to this day of like who I'm becoming as a person is not being afraid to voice my opinions, yeah. even to people who who I know disagree with me. Yeah. Even close friends, you yeah. know? Like when the COVID It's even happened. harder
0: when it's somebody that you're close with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, so much of of my opinions come, I feel like, because I don't watch- I don't I, I do yeah. try I do try and watch like when it's election time. Yeah. Like I want to watch the election. I would like to know who's leading the country and like you know, yeah. Things like that. Like I'm becoming more known and informative on like just how fucked up America is. Yeah. But that's really it. Like right. that's the only thing that I've learned. I don't care about anybody's opinions. The only thing that I care about is finding a way to make people like us or people who maybe have a differing opinion come together to understand that we are not, it's not you versus me. Yeah. It's us versus them. Right. The people trying, trying to to suppress all of us, all of us. Yeah. And, and take advantage of all of us. And it's not like it has nothing to do with anybody's. Yeah. The only reason that shit is placed in our in the front of our faces mm-hmm. is to make you hate me and mm-hmm. for me to hate you mm-hmm. and if we can come together then we we fucking win bro. right
0: right and that like we take I, back the power right yeah
1: i wish and it's not even just power it's just right. like freedom
0: i mean that yeah in more of like a, but yeah, yeah yeah you
1: know what i mean like I, power sorry care some of you, you know <laughs> power. <We take> <sighs> power it's not that it's yeah. like you know it is the power but
0: Yeah. Well, you're just like step out of the, you know, because they're just like puppeteers, like trying to, yeah, divide everybody and cause chaos and fear. And it's like, if we can just rise above that.
1: And so much of it was media driven, too. It wasn't even maybe just so
0: much media driven. Oh, my God. I know that
1: the media is driven by a lot of political forces, but using the media for that was frustrating. Yeah, because it was like, oh, like we went through this weird transition where like we could trust anything that everybody was saying. Yeah. and What you saw on TV was the truth. What you read on the Internet was the truth. Mm -hmm. And now, like, I don't believe anything (laughs) like I I like somebody could tell me that, you know, fucking George W. Bush wasn't real and that he was an alien.
0: Yeah. You can find proof of anything that you're looking for on the Internet, you know. So, yeah.
1: Yeah that's all right. you could pr- you could prove any point regardless right. of what Whatever it is Whatever you're
0: looking for you'll find <laughs> it's Yeah so totally frustrating, dude <laughs>
1: it's the fucking worst man
0: It is the worst
1: Have you ever heard of ayahuasca I have, yeah. Have you done that?
0: I haven't. Have you,
1: dude? I had, uh, no, I haven't. But I heard, I've heard some wild fucking stories about ayahuasca. Really? And like what that does to your mind, and oh. like you're like,
0: like in a good way.
1: Well, yeah. Well, sort of. Like you could, <laughs> if you're not careful, like it could really like set you in a bad space. But yeah, there's this this uh, we had one of our friends on the podcast early on, Haley Parker. She's a realtor in the area, but. She talks about this ayahuasca journey that she had and she went on and how, like, it was fucking terrifying.
0: Oh, no. And it, like,
1: really changed her, Her, but it, it makes you, f- it made her feel like some of the worst possible things she could ever feel. So it changed her perspective on, like, the mm. importance of life. Yeah. So it showed you the worst so that you could become, like, Yeah. you could be thankful for what it is. Yeah. So... I don't know that everybody's experiences like that. That was hers. I've heard a couple of experiences yeah. similar to that, but
0: yeah, well, that's what they say. Even using psilocybin, um, it's like you don't have a good or bad trip. Like, you know, yeah. One might could be similar where it's mm-hmm. like, it's scary or, you know, evoking, you know, not like happy, positive emotions necessarily, right. but that's what you needed to see. It's showing you what you need to see, um, to be able to grow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's obviously what she needed I can't do to do I'm, I'm a little, I, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm too scared. I was
0: scared too. That's why I only did a little bit. I was like, you know, I haven't done this. I only did this once before and I'm really not trying to have like a bad whatever. Yeah. And it was also the first time, um, in my recovery. Cause like, I was, so I was fully sober for like four years and then I introduced alcohol and weed back into my life. And, but those, that's it. Like I never, I've never like
1: veered away from past that,
0: relapsed past that done, dipped into any, I was just like, no, like hard. hard okay. Now. So, so I, that was the first time that I did anything else outside of alcohol. And I don't eating. mean
1: to interrupt you, but I want, yeah. before I lose this thought, oh, yeah. I will lose, I'll forget about it. But how did you, when introducing those drugs, we'll call them you know, Mm -hmm. alcohol and weed back into your life after having the addiction. Like, yeah. Was that scary?
0: A little bit. Yeah. Yes. I was really nervous. I didn't take it lightly. It wasn't something, it wasn't like a knee jerk decision. I was like, I'm going to fucking drink. Like it was like, I talked about it for a while. I talked to my, at that time, boyfriend, Mm -hmm. my friends, um, my family. It was like, this is what I'm thinking about doing, I, f- I feel com- confident and comfortable in this decision. Mm-hmm. I'm just not trying to like make any rash decisions. And so I just processed it for a while and then just decided to do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was really nervous. And um, I feel like there was a little bit of a learning curve because I hadn't drank in so long. So, um, but yeah, now I feel like my relationship with alcohol is so different than it used to be like yeah. I used to just be like ah, you know and that just isn't the case anymore like I I like to have a good time just like anybody does but you sure. know right situation right scenario and it's, it's not like I'm like a young 21 year old you know
1: so it has like a different you have a different sense of control over it and there's not that fear anymore that you're going to slip back into no that like not even close zero
0: I have zero fears that that's ever going to happen
1: like even with weed
0: Yeah. Yeah. Zero. No, not even close. That's super cool. Like the thought of doing anything like it, like it grosses me out. Wow. And I've just always known, I've always known that I will never go back. Mm -hmm. I was like, once I made the decision, I was like, no,
1: it's kind of how I feel about cigarettes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be a smoker too.
1: Like cigarettes, it like gross me out now. Like every time, fucking I'm like,
0: disgusting. Dude, I know.
1: You will like walk down a street and you get like a like you're like you're like thirty feet away from somebody smoking I'm like, a cigarette some, and you're like somebody's smoking. Who the fuck? You're like, you <laughs> know, did. just like, yeah. I'm like, and it's crazy. You yeah. don't realize when you're a smoker. Also, like how fucked your freaking nose is, dude. Yeah. Like or how like you you are just reek of cigarettes. Yeah. My sister still smokes. Yeah. When are you gonna fucking quit, Savannah? When you're going to rip the vape, you're going to go buy you one. I will. But yeah, she still smokes. And every time like she'll like drench herself in freaking perfume. And that is like just as bad.
0: And you're like, I can still smell. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. She'll just freaking like,
1: (laughs) and you're like, (coughs) she's like, what? I'm like, you reek of like fucking cigarette scented yeah, perfume. Like, it's like a, like a mixture of the two. You know, does was you're a mixture. Like, yeah. And you're, like, you're not masking that it's shit, not bro. Better.
0: It's not better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little worse. It but is
1: great That was hard yeah. though, dude. Like quitting, quitting cigarettes smoking. was so fucking hard. But I tell you what, like every time I smell one, I don't know what it was, how long it was after I stopped. I smoked for, I smoked like a pack a day for fuck. I think like three years, four years, 18 to 21, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then I vaped after that. But you described something that kind of like when you're talking about like heroin and like the the like the withdrawal or whatever that you have. What's it called?
0: Yeah. Like when, you're going, when you're withdrawing.
1: Mm-hmm. I kind of had that the first night that I quit vaping. Mm. Like I had like the chills. Yeah. And like when I was like because I had like such a gnarly nicotine addiction addiction. Like I was in I was vaping in the time that like you had those big ass boxes and shit. Yeah, and they were like going for clouds, and like I was really into it. Yeah, like I, I, went I know that face too I was, dude. I was like, I was couldn't <laughs> touch it's me. It's not one that of thing. my better moments. No, yeah. agreed, agreed. <laughs> but like, also, like after, like I just, I remember like laying in bed, and Devin was like looking at me, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I
0: don't know." Like I'm like, "Dude, that stuff right is now. like poison. Oof. It's so bad, it's so bad." Even I used, it. I, I vaped um to get off cigarettes yeah Yeah. that's what i did too but i ended
1: up again it ended up being harder to get off that than it was for cigarettes for me but that was i maybe because i quit cold turkey i quit cold turkey with
0: well no i didn't i winged myself down to like zero milligrams
1: did you yeah like i went all
0: the way down and did zero milligrams for a long time and then my vape broke and you know how that shit is so expensive Mm -hmm. I was just like decided not to buy another one. I was like, I'm just not going to fucking deal with it. So I just (laughs) stopped smoking. I was a non-smoker at that (laughs) moment.
1: I'm done. Dude, I threw mine (laughs) in the garbage can. I was like, because Devin was giving me shit for it. And that was the only reason, the only way that I (laughs) I knew that I would quit if I I fucking chucked it as hard as I could in the garbage can out of anger. Yeah. So it would break. Yeah. Then I knew I couldn't smoke it again yeah, because I'd just grab it out of the garbage can if I knew I could. Yeah. Like, you don't realize how, like, desperate you would get. Like, there's many times where I would throw (laughs) it away, and I'd be like, fuck, I'll just go back in there and grab it.
0: Just rinse it off
1: real quick. Yeah, just, like, it's got a little bit of banana on it, a little bit of meat, some spaghetti or something. But (laughs) just give her a rinse. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, sick. let's wrap this up dude this is All a right. fucking pleasure like i yeah. had so much fun with you yeah. and
1: i learned a ton and i'm very thankful for your wisdom and your openness and your mm. ability to just like be yourself and be genuine um thank you makes me want to want to just uphold that more yeah so i'm thankful for this 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 opportunity this connection and i hope we stay me connected too. yeah absolutely and, uh, Good luck with your podcast. Thank you. We're going to promote the shit out of that. We're going to fucking get that You can be my first guest. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to. (laughs) I'd love to. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, Allison. Where do people find you?
0: Thank you so much for having me. You can follow me on Instagram at Allison Humphreys, And that's pretty much my main place that I'm living right now. I did TikTok for a minute, but I I feel really, I feel good on Instagram right now.
1: I like it, dude. Yeah. Well, good luck. We'll keep in touch. And uh, you guys, thank you so much for watching. Do me a favor. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it if you could hit the subscribe button. I know there's a lot of you that watch this that don't hit the button. Again, I can see it. Please hit the button. It would greatly help uh, grow this channel. We don't ask for any money. We don't have any subscriptions or anything like that. All this shit is free. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Love you. Bye.